Hey, good morning. Happy Hump Day. It be Wednesday, 9.15 on the dot here in the Lone Star Studios. Yeah. It's Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Yeah. This is Dick over there. I'm yeah. Skippy. Yeah. You sound like the guy from Yellow. The, oh, yeah. Boom, boom. Chick, chick. That guy. Yeah, you sound oh, like him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is 81 degrees outside and bright downtown Conroe. Going to get up to 96 today. Maybe some clouds popping in. Uh, next few days, no uh, no rain in the forecast, but at least it's getting down to the lower 90s. So that's good. All week long, we're not slated yeah. to break 95, except for today. So I can, I can deal with that. And this uh, study just came out from the... Department of Energy that said for maximum comfort and efficiency uh, at night, set your thermostat between 78 and 82 degrees. What are your thoughts on that? I, I set mine to 78, and, you know, now sometimes Mrs. Skippy will hop out of bed and crank it down to 50 because that's her I thing. Uh, I think it just depends on how much I had to drink that night. Okay. Uh, see, I'm all about the ceiling fan. And, uh, and you know, ceiling fans actually are reversible. Really? It, yeah, it's... You you got there's every ceiling fan has a little switch on it which will reverse the the direction of the blades because the blades are slanted and in the summer you want it going to where the air is being pushed down okay. on you but in the winter time what it does is you reverse the <laughs> reverse the polarity of the neutron flow re- reverse the direction of the blades and it'll bring up the air uh, to the ceiling and then redistribute it for for the warmer air so believe it or not. If you're not, if your ceiling fan is not cooling you down this summer, it may be blowing in the wrong direction. So put it on, stand underneath it, and if you're not feeling the air come down on you, then you need to reverse the direction of your blades. This public safety tip brought to you by Thank Skippy. You. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, I usually I, whatever night terrors I'm having that day, I had a, I, <laughs> I had a, I watched. I read a short story yesterday, and it was pretty terrifying. You read one or wrote one? I read one. Okay. And then there was, uh, it was in connection to a trailer that was released yesterday, uh, a, a horror film directed, dra- uh, produced by that Gilmore Del Toro, what's his name? Oh, Gu- Gu- Guillermo Del Toro. Guillermo. Benicio's brother. Gu- Guillermo. Guillermo. Uh, it's a movie called Antlers. and Antlers like on a, like on a deer's deer. head, okay. Uh, and the short story, I believe, I'm pulling out, is called The Quiet Boy. And it's really creepy. Really creepy. Got me got me going good. Yeah, I'll look into so, that. Speaking of antlers, do you, you know the, the, the Browning logo? You see it on the back of all these pickup trucks? Yeah. For the longest time, I, I'm a guy who probably would have failed the Rorschach test. To me, that looked like some kind of dancing lobster mutant man. I never saw the, the stag's head. On it till someone actually had to point it out to me. You call it up on the screen. To me, that's just, it looks like some dancing guy jumping in the air with two lobster claws going, yeah. Does anyone else see that except me? I'm pulling it up. Slow down. I'm not as fast as I used to be. Yeah, that's what she said. You know, you know that. But anyhow, yeah, so it's one of those, you, you look at something one way and then you just tilt your head and there it is. I don't know how you don't know that's a deer. It uh, Seriously, it took me about five years to realize that. That's kind of... Because I had to look it up and I didn't know how to look it up. Because I would type, you know, Dancing Lobster Man and I'd get like old B-52 songs or something. But finally, well, I man, saw the stag. That's clearly what that is. You, yeah. want, you want to watch the trailer to Antler? I do, I do. Let's All get right. scared. Yeah, let me, let me pull this up. 
Give me a second. It sounds like a bad 70s giant, you know, mutant um, animal movie. Like they had Night of the Lepus about giant carnivorous rabbits. Antler sounds like that. Okay, let me make sure I'm pulling this up upright. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go with the trailer to Antlers by Guillermo del Toro. Producer. Produced by Guillermo del Toro. Once there were three bears. Was there three bears? That lived in a dark and wet cave up above a small town. It's Mama Bear and Papa Bear and Baby Bear? Every day, Little Bear went to school. And at night, he would come home and eat dinner. But one day, Little Bear came home. Carrie Russell. And Big Bear and Baby Bear. That's what it is. Big Bear got sick. And his insides turned black. Big Bear got lung cancer, I guess. Big Bear has become more angrier and meaner because they had no food, no meat. of an X-Files episode. Yeah? I, yeah, I don't... From the trailer, I'm not sensing major motion picture starring Felicity. No. But it felt... What to me, it feels like that, that inbreeding episode of the X-Files. Home? Yeah. And that they don't have any food to eat, so they well, kill hikers and eat the hikers. Well, the premise from what I was... Re- the short story is pretty pretty creepy. Because what not to spoil too much is... What happened? What what seemed to happen is the the dad and the mom and the family. The dad was working on something, mm. like experimental wise, and they died. And then, but then they turn into a mon like the they turn into a, mo- a monster. So their body's still there, but like their souls are monsters. Okay. But they're blind because their bodies are still there, and so the whole premise is. What, what's going on with the bodies? Where are the bodies? Who's eating these things? And then why are they only in the house? So I won't spoil it for the... Okay. I, I'm marginally intrigued, but I'm not going to run the, out to buy an opening night ticket. The curious the boy, because she's worried about the boy, has no idea about his home, because this all takes place at the home. So he keeps drawing and making these stories. She's like, what's going on at home? I just really got a sense that this was a film adaptation of a Stephen King short story. You know, one of those four-page ones. A lot of it's just dialogue between him and the the teacher and the kid. And then it it goes to uh, the stuff hits the fan. Now, speaking of creepy, since we're going down this rabbit hole, uh, you know I've been getting into podcasts a lot lately. I've been listening to one, in fact, driving in this morning, I've been listening to the latest episode of a podcast called Carrier. And it's by this uh, uh, entertainment company, production company, that also did Blackout. Blackout was an eight-part podcast series. Produced and starring Rami Malek, the guy that played Freddie Mercury. 
in the recent movie. Mm -hmm. And it was decent. That was about uh, all of a sudden all the power in America, possibly worldwide, goes out. All the power grids fail, so people have to get back to basics. And you think there's a conspiracy that someone, some cabal somewhere ordered it uh, so that they could reform governments on a more local level. It was it was interesting. Uh, season two, I guess, is coming out, but they also did uh, a, a another series called Carrier, which has some has Elliot Gould in it. It's got the guy that played Deke, the astronaut from Apollo thirteen. I can't remember the actor's name. <clears throat> it's got Lance Reddick in it from Fringe. I mean, it's got a serious cast, and it's about this young lady who's a, a truck driver, you know, rig driver, and she gets convinced to start hauling this mysterious cargo from this company that looks like it's alive. You don't know if it's an alien or if it's a, a critter or giant monster or Godzilla or something. And uh, I, they came out with episode seven of eight yesterday, so I was listening to it today. Pretty creepy, pretty effective. And I like that, you know, like along with the Lone Star Radio Troop, I like the, the, the sense of the old radio times where you, you tune in, you can close your eyes and, and picture feel it. it. Yeah, picture feel it. Feel it. And hand in hand with that, you know, last night I had auditions for the radio version. It's sort of radio version of It's a Wonderful Life. Why are you doing it so early? Uh, well, you get, the, uh, you get the auditioners coming in. Uh, then they get the, it takes me about a week because there may be uh, callbacks. Yeah, but isn't that supposed to be a Christmas story? Yeah, it goes up in November, November 22nd. Oh, wow, that's early. Well, no, it goes over Thanksgiving weekend, and it runs almost a month. You're the one that runs. So basically it goes from the day after Thanksgiving to uh, almost Christmas Eve. Okay. And it was fun doing the audition because, as I'm explaining to the actors, yes, you're on stage, you're in costume, you're playing a 1940s radio actor, but you also have to do give me different voices here. So as they're, as they're auditioning, I have to close my eyes to listen to the different voices, make sure they'd come across on a radio is different, but then I'd also have to look to make sure they had a stage presence because audience members will be seeing them, and I just can't have people standing there. It was a very intense audition process, but a lot of fun. And I may have to have some callbacks because I had a lot of talent show up, but I noted that you weren't there. You didn't audition for me. No, I have more important things to do. You're very busy and important, and I get that, but... You know, one day we will work together outside of the radio studio. Yeah, I'll be, if I ever have free time. <laughs> free time, push Well, Holly, Holly's now hammering down that I need to scale back on the bowling. Scale, well, you bowl two nights a week, right? Yeah. Eh, take, take it down to one, maybe. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. But she's, she's, she's getting to that point. She's like, well, what are we going to do? Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> bowl. Bowl, girl. Bowl. You got to get better. Bowl like the wind. But, uh, yeah, anything else going on? I know uh, we got Leo from Bean Punk Coffee. We didn't really talk about that. She's coming. Yeah, she's studio. coming at 10 o'clock, right? So that's and exciting. They Down got the some street. kudos going on. They got a little yeah, recognition. Well, yeah, I was I was looking at the the thing that Channel 13's doing. Is it Channel 13, right? I believe so, yeah. They're doing a HTX Plus, which is they highlight a local city around Houston mm-hmm. that's not necessarily Houston, but their demographics reach. That's from what I understand. Well, yeah, think about it. We got Bel Air, Seabrook, Kingwood, Kima. Yeah, but Galveston. Bel Air is like right there. There's like, But you can still, you know, Spring, the Woodlands, Conroe, I mean, New yeah. Caney, Porter. Whatever. Every, you know, their signal reaches pretty much up to Centerville. 
So and they the chose Beaumont. Conroe mm-hmm. to highlight in this week, and they had a, a, a segment about the best restaurants around town, and Bean Punk was one of them. That's awesome. They gave him kudos for a thing like best coffee shop or something. Yeah. That's awesome. So we'll learn more about that. And because uh, we love our Bean Punk here. I mean, yeah. the great sponsor of the show. They keep us caffeinated. And because we're caffeinated, we can regale you every every Monday, yeah, Wednesday, and Friday morning. we're not as sharp as we used to be because <laughs> we started drinking. People don't know that. Yeah, it's what we put in the coffee that adds it its special flavor. But, uh, yeah, so she'll be in the studio. So if you have questions for her, we're going to be opening up the phone lines around 10 o'clock. And so get ready for that. And other things going on around town, I don't really know of anything that was really big. I know the in October we're going to try to get the Montgomery County Library in because they're doing their big uh, annual fundraiser where they sell books. No, I love that so hard. So uh, their, their goal, I believe, when I was reading talking to Vicki, who runs the deal, she was saying they're going to raise – or trying to raise over $7,000. Here's so the That's thing. a lot of 25-cent books, man. Exactly. Um, you know, I lost a lot of books in the two floods. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, the ones that I saved in the first flood, for the most part, they were in boxes in the garage in the second flood. So I, I lost a lot of those. But – I've been rebuilding the my library by going to the library. Now, every day you can go to the library, and they have a little section, especially in the Woodlands Library, I know for sure, where it's a little bookshop. And you can get five books, for, you know, 20 cents, a dime, a dollar. Yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful because these are also the books that you'd have to dig really deep at Barnes & Noble to find. These are the old books, the, the ones you remember from reading 30 years ago. Oh, my gosh. And I love that. But this, this annual... And sometimes it's more than annual, but the book selling event is just fantastic, and it's so popular. It gives me hope for mankind that so many people line up for this to get their books. So I'm a huge honking fan of that. Are you going to be there? Are you going to buy some books? I went last year, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to check out the operation because it's it's pretty big. It's pretty large scale. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot bigger well, than gotta, what I thought. I mean, they, they have like rooms. They got rooms. They got books. They got books and. Vicky and the volunteers put it all together, so she uh, she's a lot of fun, by the way. Mm-hmm. So she brought us those. I think she came in uh, last year. Yeah, she gave us those albums. I remember so those. They don't just sell books; they sell records, and CDs, DVDs, VHSs, yeah. albums, uh, books. I believe kids it's the first. It's sometime in the first week of October, I believe. But I'm looking forward to it, and uh, yeah. Well, something's happening this weekend. Uh, you know, next door to us at the Crichton, we got. Um, a Richie Valens impersonator, and unfortunately, I don't have the uh, uh, the poster the poster in front of me. But uh, the company that's presenting it has been telling about it, uh, telling us about it for a long time. It's gonna be a great night of rock and roll. It's a guy who's like a professional Richie Valens impersonator, and it's, it's gonna take you all the way back to the '50s, which I'm very uh, I would very much look forward to. And speaking of decades, I got a lot of segues this morning. Uh, I do want to talk about. Um, the topic is political, but not my stance on it. Uh, it's just, it's in the political umbrella. And that's, because I, I want to talk about memory issues, but it happens to be with a presidential candidate that's going on. So Joe Biden uh, has made the latest in a series of, of gaffes. Yeah, but don't mental we all gaffes. do that? Yes, and this is where, you know, so I'm not saying, oh, he doesn't deserve to be president. I'm not Again, I'm not getting political. This just happens to be a political topic because this man is running for president. I mean, but he's been, his latest one is to be talking about in the late 70s when Bobby Kennedy and MLK were killed. And, of course, it was the late 60s. And this is see, almost a me, near daily event. That, to me, is a technicality. 
Because you gotta, you have to imagine the mental fatigue people who are running for president are going through. I absolutely now, agree. I would totally agree if he said completely different people in a different timeline. But he's done different cities. But, and talked about. But you're shooting. talking about changing one word from '60s to '70s. So that's just like that's an easy thing to miss. If it were a one-off, I get that. But again, this is the latest in a long series of patterns. So I want to discuss, especially when now, we open now up if the he phone. He said lines. like Arch Frutendank or whatever his name is from Austria, and he's like, you know, when he was assassinated. Archdudenfront? Yeah, what was his name? Arch, Arch Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah, they almost got it. He's got to mix around <laughs> the letters a little bit. But if he said something along that line, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. He's losing his mind. But if he just says, <clears> oh, oh, it's one uh, one decade, I'm like, yeah, so. But, again, so that's that. He has said that he remembers talking to people at a shooting when he was vice president, when, in fact, he'd not been vice president for more than a year. He's confused cities he was in. He... Uh, He's named, you know, talked about these shootings that happened in these two cities, and they were two different cities. It's a memory issue, and yeah, there's a there's an extreme or, amount of pressure on a presidential candidate. I get that. I don't think so, because you're still harping on it. No, no, I agree with it, but hand in hand with that, uh, that if this is just the campaign where you're mentally lapsing. That's no, the campaign is nothing compared to the actual office. So I want to discuss the memory issue with people when we open up the phone lines. This is not a this is not a Biden bashing thing at all. I'm not saying he's not yes, worthy for the job. And if this were if this were the Republican yeah, candidate, I'd be saying the exact same thing. Well, I mean, don't, how are important you trying, are you saying you're trying to tell me that Donald Trump has never misspoken? He misspeaks every day, but so. not as a memory lapse. Yeah, it's definitely something like that. Not a memory lapse. And it's of course, along lines of like, he just totally doesn't understand the you can scenario. Have <coughs> well, you can have selective memory. Now, I don't remember saying that. And Reagan was, because, okay, we'll, we'll take it back to Reagan. Near the end, the Alzheimer's was in full t tilt. And the implications that Nancy was pretty much running the, the country. So basically, what you're telling me is anyone running for any high office? shouldn't be under uh, over the age of 75. Actually, I'm not opposed to that, to be honest. Just, I, 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 I appreciate... Know. I would really love to see a 100-year-old. I appreciate... Th well, like, one day we'll have that. Imagine like, hello, people. Like, Mr. Burns, perfect. Well, here's the thing. When they said, you know, when it's put out, you had to be at least 35 years of age, you know, people didn't live as long, so that was kind of older than what it is now. I appreciate the the younger cap. You can't be younger than 35, because I just don't think you can make that many value decisions. I can't imagine myself as president before the age of 35, or anyone. Yeah, You're, you're just too off-the-cuff, knee-jerk, however you phrase it, not everything's fully formed. However, I do believe maybe, well, if we set an upper limit in 100 years when we're all living past 100, it's like, well, why should we cut someone down in their prime that's now their prime because of that. So not a fan of necessarily having an upper limit cap on an age, but it needs to be taken into account. I, I feel, and if there's a if there's a sequence of events that show that the raise a red flag, and that's what I want to discuss. A am I overthinking these gaps? Yep, are they just one off thing? No. I think you are. I want to hear what the listeners have to say. Because we're not psychologists or whatever. The because to me, like I no, said, but I'm a voter. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm a you, voter. But voters get convinced on the littlest things. Oh, they wore purple today. Can't believe it. Not voting for that scum. Dude, I'd vote for someone who did wear purple. Well, there you go. You would vote for someone. Well, I got in a purple toga. You got my vote. So, I mean. 
It's just, but it's just, there, there's a pattern, I feel. I'm a big fan of the Second Amendment, and if you're not carrying a gun on every photo op, then I don't really care. Okay. So that, that, I'm surprised, I'm surprised someone, like, one of the president doesn't do that. Well, kind of like how Mark it, Cook's known to carry, like, he's always ca- open carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine having a president like that everywhere they go? I'm sure we had them once upon a time. I wonder, do you think if you decided as president to carry a firearm on your on yourself, how many times do you think it get checked when you get on the airport? Because, like, how, <laughs> how does it work when you're getting on Air Force One? Put on two forms of ID. Well, that's what I'm, I'm wondering. Like, <laughs> TSA, oh, I, Pat I have to go renew my ID now. I don't have my gold star. I would presume that the Secret Service won't allow the president to be armed. Really? That would be a thought for me. I, that, mean, I that, feel like at one point George Washington was armed. Well, we didn't have Secret Service back then either. You don't think so? Uh, no. We had the U.S. Marines. Well, the, we had the Marines. Oh, those were the days when you didn't have to worry about that kind of fear. <laughs> but you know, also you had wooden teeth. He, his teeth were not and wooden. And you would lose your legs His all the time. teeth were not wooden. People had wooden teeth. He did not have wooden but teeth. But people did. People had all kinds of teeth. Yeah, I said people had wooden his teeth. His were made I from elephant tusks teeth. and cadavers' I didn't teeth. say he, yeah, because he was a rich man. I didn't say he had wooden teeth. Oh, okay. I just said people had wooden teeth. Yeah, that's oh, real. Yeah, it, it was real. This is so, true. I saw Zorro Part Two. I, saw I walked in those museums that are really old, Mount Vernon, and all that crap. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much stuff going on. Yeah, have you been to the uh, the Heritage Museum up here in Conroe? No. You they haven't? Have a, they have a new director. I know that. It's awesome. I mean, I really got. I, I'm not huge on Texas history. I mean, I like it just fine, but it's not like a passion for me. But I got lost in there for about two hours one time, just staggered at the 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 history and the relics that they had it was, it was wonderful well, we, this, one little this history lesson city to go up there for a while man yeah they try to claim this is where they made the flag but man, no one really no one really was alive back then so we don't really know what the texas flag yeah oh, okay something like that they think they say it was could be no it was the american flag and the nazi flag too you know that? <laughs> yeah, all flags were made here the flag they, capital of the world they had that one guy who just spent all of his years yeah. learning how to make flags but yeah, yeah, I don't see why you have a big issue with memory lapse. Everyone has it. Oh, it I have memory lapse too. But uh, but if I every day or darn near every day came up with so let me an uh, easy mistake. Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah, go for it. Very similar story. So it's kind of like you're an editor of the news. You're the filter man. You're the one that goes, all right, this is what we're going to write about. This is what we're going to I review. determine the news cycle. Like you determine what's going on in the paper. Mm-hmm. So what you said about the memory lapse, to me, that's a gotcha thing. Like, oh, there's been many examples of him just kind of, you know, mistakenly saying one word or the other. Like, it wasn't drastic changes. It was just little changes. But then someone goes, hey, this man has been groping women at Walmart. That's it. that's news too. Is that news? Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Because the only thing I think is because he's still at large. I, I guess. fear the single editor who chooses the news cycle, and that's yeah. where a big problem. There's an is. article in the in the Courier about a man groping two two people. Yeah, the uh, at, at Walmart. Walmart. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, that's news. I guess we're, I guess we're still trying to find him. Yeah, he's not been found so. yet. That's the whole problem. But here's the thing about news. Did we ever catch the guy that shot two people on I-10 last I know, week? I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. That, that someone Did you just make that up? No, are you having someone a took lapse? out a rifle and killed two people on Interstate 10 oh, last week. Just for the and he went on the run. We can't find you know. <clears throat> last I heard, he wasn't found. It's probably because police aren't allowed to give physical descriptions anymore of 
That's it. Well, they put out they were looking for this guy kind of stuff. I was uh, I was reading that. I think. It and you was... had the idiot who stood up in the in the mall, Memorial City Mall, in uh, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. Every time the police pull their gun, they have to document it. Okay. I'm kind of wondering, like, what is that? What is how, what kind of data does that bring? Well, if you have a cop that. Every you know every single situation. You pulled your gun twenty two times in the last. And again, day. So it's just, it's to establish a pattern, right? If yeah. you have a pattern, that's my whole point with Biden going on. If it were, uh. he he just forgot a decade. Okay, we all do that. I can't remember three years ago, two years ago, whatever yeah. you know. Well, he but needs that, to do plus just... the city, plus when he was president and vice president, plus saying he you know this and that. It's 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 ongoing. He just needs to tweet. Don't, don't even speak to the public. Just tweet. Just well, that's the thing. The more he talks, the more some people like me are going to exactly. go, ooh, I, I'm concerned about this. So, again, if there's a pattern formed, and same thing with, you know, like if the what, cop has to document when he whips out his what, gun, what, sure. ama- what amazes me is I wonder data-wise what's important about being on social media as a public figure and why do you keep trying to use it for simple things? Like, for example, like uh, I was reading uh, – people wishing people birthdays and like they were talking about like the biggest the biggest jokes because it's like five years later this is what they did you know that and hillary clinton apparently put something out about bill clinton happy birthday and i'm thinking to myself why would you want to do that because you're it's your husband like you're gonna tell him happy birthday it's to show the world hey i know but he like, may you're have, opening the he world may have received some gratification you're in, in the, the, the office world. but i still love well, him i'm saying you're he's still my the guy world of comments on this thing yeah and i'm like man that just seems kind of like that's not maybe you shouldn't do that maybe it's an should, ego thing I, well it's but it's, it's also not a situation if i have a birthday and my wife doesn't on facebook say happy birthday people are gonna be going oh something must be wrong his own wife didn't wish him happy birthday oh yeah so Holly, there's no, no so there's Holly no totally pulled that card on me she's like she, oh, because I put a video. I'll pull it up. This, this is the craziest thing. And I'm like, how do I, why am I getting in trouble for this? So it was her birthday, and I found some like GIF of a kid crying. You know, but, the guy that created it says it's GIF. GIF, whatever. Who cares? Oh, I misspoke. I must be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I must be. No, uh, if it happens every day, we're talking. <laughs> But no, I, I did this video for her birthday, and I thought it was just like it wasn't a jib jab, was it? It was a it was a TikTok digger digger, and then uh, I want to see if I can find it though, because it was she got so mad because yeah, here it is. I'll pull it up on the uh, on the screen for people to look at. Well, little did I know that this little video right here, this kid screaming, was someone at the doctor, and the nurse or something was trying to inject her with something. And apparently in the nurse community, it's known as like a failure to be a nurse or something. Oops. <laughs> and I didn't know that. I was like, happy birthday. Like what, that. And, what did you and search she, for? She, what was your search words to come up with that? I just said screaming. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I wanted to wish and her happy you birthday. And the one screaming uh, kid who graphic parent- interface. <laughs> A visual that has an anti-nurse. I, I mean, I was like, "How am I supposed to know that?" And she's well, like, "I can't believe you would do that." I well, can't. that's that's where Holly, if you're if you're listening, I, I can vouch. So, he didn't even think about that part. No, so it, it wasn't. He wasn't the going. The damage was already done. And uh, oh dear. So yeah, it was really entertaining though because I was like, "Oh, why am I getting in trouble for wishing you a happy birthday?" And now that's when I go. It's one of those scenarios when you're married, I suppose, or friends when you have friendships. You're like. You want one thing, but then you want the other at the same time. So it's like I either don't say happy birthday and still get in trouble, or I say happy birthday. Next time, just do a balloon trouble. graphic thing, a balloon GIF or GIF. 
I'll just send her a thumbs up. <laughs> send her an eggplant well, no, emoji. I, think I was listening to a guy talk about, you know, the way we interpret symbols and communication. And one of the worst things that's coming up is now texting and everything takes over what human interaction is. So slowly but surely, all these emoticons, all these things, these gifs and things, that's what's replacing how I, I my intent of my speech. Yeah, well, you've got to add winky face, smiley face, LOL, or something after everything that may be taken one of two ways. Yeah. And it's the new thing. I, I don't think it's the, it's the norm right now, but I think we'll get out of that after a while. You know, texting is wonderful for, for what it is, and it's great for instant communication. If you don't feel like talking, we become a texting society. But I don't think it's going to replace human interaction. I think it we'll, is. We'll get back to it. Because the Matrix 4 is coming out, and it's going to, it's going to lay it all down for us. So so there was some movie they're news. T- they're going to tell us what really is going to happen in the future. So there's movie news where Matrix 4 is coming out, and that it looks like Spider-Man won't continue in the Marvel Universe because Marvel and Sony couldn't come to an no, agreement. No, they'll come something. to an agreement. They'll come to their You own. think so? Maybe made so much money, they're not going to be like, oh, we don't want any free money. Well, I think Disney's just going to buy out Sony next. It's like, we want Spider-Man, and you can't stop no, us. No, there's no way. To, why would they say no? Like, that's the silliest thing I've heard, because they didn't do anything, and they got money. I can't answer that. So they're not going to They're not gonna say no. They probably will say, just give us more money. Like, okay, cool. Because we want to we wanna include them in We want to include him in, in the end game, too. So we can't. I mean, like, there's a whole there's a whole play, a chess game being played here for Marvel, like making all these movies. They're trying to build this brand up, but if you take away Spider Man, they're taking a little bit away from the game, and they're not going to allow that. They're like, well, see, don't forget, is it Sony that still holds the yeah, X Men also? Yeah, no, Fox did. So now, now it's in Disney's. Sony just has Spider Man. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So, so Fox had yeah. X Men. Okay. So, we'll but like they, they're making Venom Two, which I think is directed by an actual legit director. Let me look that up. I saw that. Isn't another? Isn't it Del Toro again? Let's see. No, again, he didn't direct the. No, just, just we talked about him earlier today. He's a producer. Producer. Got to get that right. Well, he's a director too. Well, he's producing that Antlers movie. Okay. I'm telling you, it sounds like a bad '70s Andy Circus movie of the week. It. Andy Circus is directing Venom, Venom too. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> I'm a fan of you know officers to be made from enlisted men. You know, work your way up the ranks, and Andy Circus certainly did. Between Lord of the Rings and King Kong and everything else, he knows what it takes to be a good director. So I'm not a Venom fan. I wouldn't watch the first one, but I, I may watch it just to support Gollum and support Andy Circus. Do you think they scanned every bit of his body? Everything. Like everything? Everything that counts. Do you think so? We yeah. have to make it as realistic as possible. Like, like spread it. <laughs> do you think they did that? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I do. I mean, I can. I mean, Gollum looked pretty real. <laughs> so, I mean, they got every crevice on that guy. Put him in a loincloth. So, we're, we're going to get out of that rabbit hole. I got to. No, I, uh, they're not going to say no to that. They're okay. Because one thing that the Sony has to realize is either their option A is say, no, sir, we're not going to do that, and we have to reinvest a whole new Spider-Man world. So they have to put all that money up front and redo Spider-Man. Yet again. Which they won't because people and the kids already love the current Spider-Man, so it's going to be very confusing. It's kind of like replacing Dad. You know, there's a transition period, mm-hmm. and it's confusing. You're not my real dad. Yeah, you're not my real Spider-Man. Hashtag. And, and that's what's going to happen. And then their option B is, oh, let's just take money from Marvel 
and Disney, and they just pay us off. Called a loan fee, a license fee, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll make whatever, 30% of whatever Spider-Man makes and toys. Oh, the mer- it's the merch that, that does it So there it you now. go. I just negotiated for you. There you go. We we really should be a lot richer than we are. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't want to work for Sony, though. Weren't they the ones that got their emails hacked? And it was like all those producers that were talking trash to one another about these actors and directors. Did you hear about that? Can you say that again now? Sony. Okay. Sony Entertainment. They had, like, their emails hacked. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, yeah. the I'm head sorry, executives. Yes. And they're talking, like... Like this is how real this is how real executives talk about actors and stuff. Like, oh, she's she's a, a what was it like a a wilted flower? And I'm like, man. That's and again, shit. that's why one of many reasons why I'm firmly opposed to like WikiLeaks. Not everybody has the right to know everything about everyone at any given time. Period. They end do. of subject. Everyone needs to know everything. That's when the Matrix comes. Everyone's hooked up. Dude, if I was in the Matrix, I really would have made myself a better. Well, life. what's crazy to me about what they're doing with Matrix Four is they, they Keanu Reeves signed up. So hopefully it's flashbacks because he's dead. That was the whole premise. Or is he? Well, I don't know. Is it, are they going to call it Matrix Resurrection? Well, here's like, the thing. Are they really trying to go remember, for the Jesus stuff? Remember like, Keanu in Constantine when he's getting, you know, heavened off and the devil's like on But it's, it's identical to him getting carried off by the machines in the end of the Matrix So what movie. boulder is going to be moved? Is it going to be t- like a bunch of robot parts? What, what's going to be moved? Because the boulder's been removed. And he's like, he is risen. You know that? You know mm-hmm. the oh, the boulder, I guess. So, yeah, like, the, are they going to the put the boulder over the, the rave cave? The rave cave. That was... You don't remember the rave cave? I remember. I, I've tried to block the I feel like I needed cave. a shower after watching that scene. Yeah. I was like, I feel wet. That was... <laughs> that was... Yeah. I still, like, I still have that funny memory of... You know when the Oscars used to be really entertaining where Billy Crystal and stuff would do those funny videos, intros and stuff? Uh-huh. They did. I remember one of them. I don't know if it was MTV Awards or Oscars. I get them kind of mixed up because I have memory lapses. And the uh, You're not running for president. And there was a scene where they're doing the rave, and this guy with dreads like flicks his hair back, and the, the host gets drenched in water. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on here? And uh, I what, think that was the Oscars because that was the one I think where – he ends up in the shower with Kevin Spacey from American Beauty, and uh, uh, they would insert him in all these scenes. It was pr- uh, they need good. to do that again because some of these movies need to be highlighted as being ridiculous. Mm. That's, I mean, some of, some of the movies that I like. I remember last year's Oscars. I went with my best friend uh, to Alamo Draft House, and we watched. We didn't go to Alamo Draft House. Well, sorry, your second best Update. friend. You mean you know he's my best friend in the zip code of Austin. Oh, okay. You're my best friend in the zip code in here. Okay. In Conrad. Got it. So there we go. Save that one. And uh, we watched the Oscars. At, we watched all the movies where we went to go watch the Oscars at Alma Draft House. And I was like, all these movies could be parodied so hard. They really could have been. Mm-hmm. Especially like Green Book. Like that, I was like, where there's so many opportunities. And then like Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody, like totally. I was like, why are they making fun of these movies? Because they're, they're, they're not very good. But they kind of have, I mean, beforehand. There's like certain topics you can You get those spoof movies like, it was a Walk Hard or something, yeah. where it was the Johnny Cash spoof. Did you see that someone wrote uh, a, theor- a thesis about Walk Hard's timelines, exactly the same, like, are you talking about editing and stuff, is the same as Bohemian Rhapsody? Like the story and everything. Like when the downs are downs, when the ups are ups. There are actual algorithms for a screenplay. In fact, they say that the perfectly so. constructed screenplay of all time, no, this may have changed, but this is many years ago, was a film called The Silver Streak, 
with Gene Wilder, Jill Clayburgh, and Richard Pryor. In fact, it was Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder's first team-up movie. And the screenplay mathematically follows exactly what a screenplay should be. You know, the, the setup, plot point yeah. one, resolution, the archetypes. It's it very fascinating. It's a great read. Uh, there's a book called uh, How to Write a Screenplay by Sid Field, which is like almost one of the Bibles for how to, how to write a screenplay. Uh-oh. And it goes into that. It also talks so about... what's the Quran of screenplays? Uh, you gotta Avengers have... Endgame. Ugh. I just threw that out there because I watched it. Yeah. But yeah, it's you can actually follow a an algorithm of after 12 pages, plot point one should happen because of this setup, and then you introduce this archetype, and then you have the reluctant hero do I this. Still, I still can't get over the Green Books based off that Sopranos actor. That's what I can't get over. Okay. Like when I was, because the Green Book, the history, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like a Green Book actually exists. I'd never heard of what a Green Book was. What is the Green Book? So a Green Book, what it was is uh, during that time period, which I won't try to nail down because I don't know, but it's when... Oh, just say it via Biden. Say so it Civil rights. It's like the Civil Rights era. In the 90s. Basically, there was a book that... Sh- that civil rights were typically in the 60s. Okay, well, that talked about where people of color could visit. That safe place. Oh, yes, yes, like yes. Like where you could... Like hotels yes, and stuff like that. Yes. So the whole movie is this uh, Vigo, Vigo Morgan... You know, Mortensen, huh? Yeah, the guy from Lord of the Rings... Uh, he drove him to the places in the Green Book. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I blanked on the title, but I know what you're talking about now. But yeah, and, and that, the, 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 the character that's based off, I'll pull it up. If anyone's a big fan of The Sopranos, which I, I like The Sopranos, because again, it's uh, very easy to make fun of. Let's see. Well, you know, if you remember it, the movie, it's the, the Love... actor who played Carmine. And if you remember who, I can't believe I remember that name. Let's see. I'm going to pull him up for you. And. Just type in Carmine Sopranos and you'll get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're right. You're right. You're a lot better at Google. Well, that's because I'm running for president, so I have to remain mentally sharp and know what decade I'm in. All right, it's this guy right here. Let's pull him up. Let's, let's see if I can get a bigger image. Carmine Luperdati. So this is actually the same. This is the guy who who the movie's based off of. It's this guy right So in here. real life, this guy did That's what the driver. Ego he, did. He's based off of his story. I think he wrote the book or whatever. Very interesting. So I thought that was really... I, and you know what's weird to me is they didn't really tie that in anyway, like in the in the promotions and stuff. Like that would be... Written by still, the man from the He's still alive. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why are they talking about that? Because he sold the rights made a... Maybe they're like, may, maybe he's so memory lapsed or like we can't have him on front of camera because he'll start saying all the civil rights stuff that... He didn't really support it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I drove him because he paid me. He paid well. That's it. That's the only I had to Lysol the car after every oh, trip man. to get his cooties off. That'd be, that'd you, be... no, you never know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Let me make sure he's still alive. I might have misspoken on that one. Tony Lip. That's his name. You know, he passed away a long time ago. I was mistaken. 2013. Mm-hmm. So the movie wasn't around. So that's probably why they did an interview him. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, I feel. I feel but again, those, those, all those movies were like easily parodied, like Vice, like that could have been parodied really easily too. But okay. they decided not to do it. But then, yeah, we got some good parodies out there already. Like what? Well, you have, uh, you know, well, the originals, like the scre- uh, the uh, uh, scary movies that they were good with. If you go back to the Kentucky Fried Chicken movie, Amazon Women on the Moon. Uh, you'd have you know history of the world part one was a great parody. Uh, 
I, I think Mel Brooks, the early days of Mel Brooks were better than the later ones. We when he would do just flat out spoofs. Yeah, like Robin Hood Men and Tights. They just took a. That was yeah, just forgot, one parody of I an movie. I forgot that movie. You know what's funny is Dave Chappelle was like 18 in that movie. I believe it. So I believe it. I was I was listening to comedians talk about when he got that role in Mel Brooks, and how they couldn't believe Dave Chappelle got it, <laughs> just because people who knew Dave Chappelle was at 18, like he was just some kid. Well, so. he did good, and it launched a career. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Leo from Bean Punk Coffee yeah. in the studio with us. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy. You can watch us live right now on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Feel free to chat with us, DickandSkippy at gmail.com. We also have a phone line, 936-228-9368, and you can text it. We'll be right back with Leo from Being Punk Coffee. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift 
and a flight on a historic B-17. Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back -back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for Tuesday, or a three-for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in 
old school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Hey, welcome back. Skippy in the mornings here on Wednesday, hump day, 10.02 on the dot. Broadcasting from the Lone Star Studios. Here we have uh, Dick. We got Skippy. We are broadcasting on 104.5 and 106.1 on your local Conroe FM dial. We're also on IRLoneStar.com, broadcasting worldwide, live, and on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash, is it Dick and Skippy? Yes. <laughs> I can't keep up with all this techie, techie stuff here. And uh, you got no reason not to tune in to us. You can play us at home, in the car, at work, on your iPod, on your Bluetooth headphones, just we're everywhere. Wonderful. Yeah, right? What an introduction. Now, like who's that? our guest right now? <laughs> so, segueing from us... We got a special guest in the studio. We got Leo in the studio. Leo, the Hi, owner of Bean Punk Coffee. Hey. How you doing? Well, doing great because I'm caffeinated with some delicious Bean Punk Coffee. Well, uh, that's Bean, awesome. Bean Punk's an awesome sponsor of the show, and uh, uh, she she keeps us going. And we love the food and the drink there. And you just happen to be in the in the hood, so we're glad you were able well, to stop. Well, in. I wanted to, well, I wanted you in because I saw the HTX Plus by ABC 13 was highlighting uh-huh. Conroe, and Bean Punk was on the list of. I don't know if it, if I remember it was like a top ten or top six or like top ten. I think it was. It was like yeah. restaurants to go visit in Conroe. Yeah, and Bean Punk here in downtown Conroe was one of them. Yes, and so I was like, hey, let's get you in and talk about what what makes you better than everybody else. What's the secret sauce? Clean bathrooms. Yeah, we're like Bucky's. You know, yeah. cleanest bathrooms ever. No, um, I just think because we've been here six years, yeah. it'll be six years September thirteenth. Um, September 18th, I apologize. Um, and it just, you know, our coffee speaks for itself. Um, and our sandwiches are made fresh. And we have ice cream from Michigan. And we have Vanille's Bio Bakery in-house now. Well, how do you pronounce that? Vanille. Vanille? Yes, and that is Linda's grandmother. Okay. Is Vanille. What are, what are teeth? What? Like, what are they? Like, you get... They're the things in your the, mouth that break teeth? down food. Oh, veneers. Veneers. Veneers, not, yeah. Not veneals. Veneals. Veneers. So they're pronounced bakery. similar. Okay. I, not really, but okay. How, well, I didn't think about teeth. Well, I work I, at a dentist. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so veneals. Veneals. Now, now we don't know. I like it. <laughs> Dude, it the yeah, delicious no. stuff, by the way. <laughs> I've been there. I've ordered. I kind of, What I love is it's different every time I go in. Yes. So the variety of, you know, having like... Yeah. Like a combination of like a birthday scone, never never heard of that before. So yeah. I was like, I'll try that. Yeah. And then they have like pumpkin, raspberry, you know, like just different right cupcakes or, or yeah. And you know what we're getting into now is the keto. So today a delivery is that came the opposite in. of no 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 keto people that do keto can't have carbs carbs yeah isn't that bread okay but you can make everything keto. Um, so we are going to be starting that this next week. Okay. We have two more flowers to come in. One of them was walnut and pistachio that was just ordered today. And Linda has some amazing recipes. And I tell you, it's 
business is gonna. I'm gonna have to try that out. I'm just gonna like, how do you be business stay with it? Because to me, that's such a unique thing where I'm going out. It's kind of like the vegetarian menu now is right. finally caught on like four years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. But I'm like, couldn't you just order things that are vegetarian? Like, oh, don't just get a salad and remove the chicken. Like, yeah. Does that make sense? It is, but you know, you want to feel like you belong. You don't want to feel that you're having to be specially accommodated for. And some vegetarians you are, are opposed. You have a certain menu just for you. But they're opposed to the like the killing of, of animals. So to say, we'll just have a salad and pull out the chicken. Well. They're they're a vegetarian because they're opposed to the the presence of the chicken to begin what, with. What's the logic behind? Oh, I don't want my I don't want meat touching my plate. Because I'm thinking to myself, man, you're in a restaurant that serves steaks. Do you think you honestly think everything in this restaurant hasn't touched a steak at one point? Well, if you get a kosher kitchen, you, you know it has to follow rigid so it, guidelines. So is that a stamp on the door, like kosher yeah. kitchen? Yeah, mm-hmm. like it'll ba- be on the menu as well. Mm-hmm. Like Baskin and, Robbins is kosher. Did you know that? No, and, yeah, and that's like halal. As well. I mean, that has to be stated on the door. And yeah, but I mean, how many restaurants in Conroe are kosher? Well, you, right. That I don't know, but we're going to have the keto products as well. I'm so definitely trying those. Scones and I, cupcakes and, and... I'm low carb. I'm not keto, but I'm, I'm trying to be low carb. So, so Jason's been that. doing keto, and he looks amazing. Um, well, now, now for, he does. for Jason, now he, does. he looks amazing for Jason. But That's... he's been living that California lifestyle where he's... What, pot and cookies? Right. Nah. Pico cookies? We can't afford that. Um, well, apparently it's free there. It, it's so. not free. I mean, you just go to, up to anybody and be like, hey, what are you doing? Give me some. Just, right. just, just go south and then cross the border illegally and get anything free. Oh, oh I went there. I'm, I'm going to well, shut it Well, he... Um, so he's been eating this way because he wanted to lose some weight and he really looks good. Um, but he's biking 20 miles one way along the ocean from Santa Monica all the way down to Manhattan Beach and then coming back. For fun he, or for work? For fun. Okay. But he sends me his, like this is of... what I did today. But so keto, you know, like I I do it, right? But I fell off a bit yesterday because I was at well, a food's, restaurant food's meeting. Food's good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So Especially when it's offered. But when people have to eat this way. And when people have celiacs, you know, and they're gluten-free, it's it's so important for them to have treats, too, because they want that. And sometimes people will eat it, and they'll suffer the consequences later because it's just something they crave, right? Yeah. But we're going to – it'll be posted on our Facebook when, when we have available. the – Yep, oh, and cool. I believe we're going to do samples first and, and get have people in the are keto uh, we've to made give Holly, us their opinion. Holly did the keto. Okay. And I've made her several keto-oriented dishes and sweets. Okay. I've done it because I like to Look cook. Look at you. And the only thing I can say is uh, I feel sorry for, for the bakery because how expensive that flour is. Okay. Because I was like, uh-huh. oh, you have to buy this kind of flour. Yes. And, it- and that is going to be the issue. If a scone now is $4, it's going to be 8 because the price doubles. No, it's double, the flour it's, itself it's, doubles. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, but... People spend it when they have to. You know, it's a treat. And so you're telling like, me oh you're taking gosh. advantage of these people's no. conditions? No, but we have to stay in business. That's true. Right? So how are we going to pay the bills if you're buying this bag of flour for $200? It's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Well, it's, that's what I, I was trying to tell Holly. I was like, you know, eating this way, there's certain ways like you can not spend $15 on half a pound of of flour. Like, yeah. We're just not going to eat that kind of stuff. Right. But you, 
but you you need something. Yeah. It's kind anyway. No, we'll see. No, but if you go back on our Facebook, you just eat just eat spinach, just eat spinach. Mm. That's it's so out. funny. So you say go back to your Facebook page. What? Go back to our <laughs> Facebook, and you'll see a post maybe about two weeks ago where I posted like a wow picture and said that we're going to start baking keto. All the responses on that. I tell you, people are going to come out of the woodwork like ants would if there was a pile of sugar Which in the It's great of the to room. give a, you know, to find a need and fill it. Yes. I think that's what you guys have been really good at. Yeah. I'm also next week getting the arrival of the CBD coffee. So well, that's real. They're putting that stuff in everything, aren't they? Pot mm-hmm. coffee? Well, it's, no, it's not. not. Pot. Coffee pot? No. Uh-huh. Takes the the TCH isn't in there, and mm-hmm. I actually have the certificate of. I honestly, where God, it I don't is. know the difference. I just know that they're two separate things, and one of them gets you high, and one of them makes you like just, Jesus pain. Or yes, something. and that is what you Which, know. Which ironically, both so of them do. I, <laughs> Dick would know. I oh um, yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm drinking THC in my TCH. You are not. He dropped a little too much LDS in the '60s. He wasn't even around in the 60s. Yeah, right. After watching Wolf of Wall Street, I just started buying Quaaludes by the pound. Well, you know, there's a... I was in a restaurant meeting last night. It's for restaurant owners and managers. Yeah. And so we sit and we discuss and get help and stuff. So, you know that coffee shop that opened in Houston that is like the first CBD coffee shop, you know? Well, okay, so... They still have a line out the door. They opened so five months ago. From what I understood, was a medical alternative to like painkillers pain, pain, and anti-inflammatory. And like, yes. like it's an anti. But the main aspect of it's anti-inflammatory. Right. So if you have like arthritis, arthritis, and things like that, it, arthritis. It, or, I thought that's what you was going to say. Or, 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 I'm arthritis. sorry. Arthritis. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. But why put it in coffee? Why not? But people love coffee. Yeah. So why not combine the two? You cannot taste it. Now, the coffee Well, that's wig, what I'm trying to figure right? out. Like. Now, let me tell you something, though. So I was given a, a small sample bag, yeah. enough to make three cups of a coffee. A dime bag? It was really small. <laughs> yeah, about that. So, you know, I've never smoked. So I have no idea what the feeling's like or what happens when you do, okay? So I made a cup at home one night. It was probably about seven, and I thought, well, this is really stupid because it's coffee, Right. So I made it, actually posted a picture of it swirling, right, in Mm -hmm. the cup at home. And um, I drank it. And maybe about 20 minutes, 25 minutes later, you know, a lot's been going on in my life. We won't get into that. But there's been a lot of stress, and my mind just goes a 1,000 mile a minute. It's just nuts. And I drank Well, your English says to be 1,000 kilometers a minute. Well, whatever. I haven't been there for a long time, so... I, I drink this coffee, though, and, and I tell you, I'm just watching TV and petting the dogs. I'm like, huh, okay, I feel really... Mellow? Yes, I feel relaxed. I feel like, whatever. You know, like, it really chilled me out and because I'm just wired. Are you trying to get people to drink coffee past 2 p.m.? No, it's, n- it's not that, but I decided to try it then. So because I've not had anything like that before, I thought... That's just in my head. That's just me thinking, okay, well, I'm talking myself into it. The next night, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have the same, same time, going to do the same thing, made it. Sure enough, it was the same. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe there is something to this. I like this. Third night, mm-hmm. same. And 
after that third one, I was sold. I'm like, okay, this is, I need this. So I posted about that. So you could go back and look at that post. The comments, I mean, obviously, this coffee's expensive. It's already infused with the CBD. It's not that we would put drops of it in the coffee. Uh -huh. um, and like I said, I have the certificate of the lab that it came from, right? So I've got all of that that people could see just so they know it's legit. Um, the company I'm getting it from is in the woodlands and there's a lot of chiropractors that sell it. There's mm -hmm. other medical offices that sell this coffee. That being said, like a 12 ounce cup of coffee is going to be six bucks. So it's but if not it has cheap. That, if it has that effect, and I have to say, even if it were in your head, it doesn't make it any less real to you. Right. You're right. But I really, I really could tell. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, Dick knows what's been going on in my life. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, that whole idea of CBD is supposed to be a calming thing. I just feel like it's really strange to be in coffee. I, it's oh, you do build up an immunity to caffeine. I can drink three cups of coffee starting at nine o'clock at night and still sleep like a baby. But could yeah. you, you do, could you do their uh, Bean Punks like specialty drinks? Because like when I have like a specialty drink there that has so that's these shots, the espresso. Like yeah. that stuff is like I'm cracked out because I've been cracked out all the time. But you don't but do that that often. No, you drink the regular coffee. Yeah. There's a lot more coffee in the uh, caffeine in the espresso, so that's why. But this is just regular so with, drip house coffee. So with the CBD coffee, is it a lower dose of ca caffeine? Or is it... Because like, I, I know people nope. who go to Bean Punk who say y'all's regular coffee is a lot stronger mm -hmm. than the traditional coffee they're used Puts to drinking. hair on your chest yes. is what it does. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I like your coffee. Quite oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the coffee at y'all's yeah. because when I go to other places, I'm like, this doesn't taste like coffee to me. Right. So when yeah. you're doing CBD, you're not going to be doing Lavazza coffee. It isn't the Lavazza, so, no, but it's a Colombian coffee. But see, that was the issue. That is why I needed to try it. Because if I didn't like how it tastes, I I don't care how fantastic it is and how much we'd sell. If I don't like it, I'm not selling it. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. So we'll brew our regular coffee, but then we'll have just don't put just the pot one. leaf next to the thing on the menu. Oh, why would I do that? Because that's what CBD places are doing. Well, There's yeah, a place on true. 105 towards East County. That's just to make it And it's like out. all this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's just not really smart to do that, guys. Oh, uh, well, no, you're right. But no, I'm going to put it on Facebook when it's in. Um, Is there a logo for CBD? And depending on what the um, response is for the bag that I will get, because we're just going to start out with one bag. Like I said, it's very expensive. Yeah. Then I will get smaller packs in to sell that people can take home. But I, I can't invest all that money in it immediately because what if it doesn't go? Mm -hmm. Then I just take well, it home. That's and it's part, like a pilot program. That's you want to check it out. Yes. So, so that's what's what, going to what, happen. What's the projected date? Because um, we have two things coming up for Beanpunk now, folks. We have... Keto, keto and CBD coffee. Yes. So what, what, when's so keto? Keto, we have to wait. For, like, we got a delivery today. Yeah. But the walnut and the pistachio flour didn't come in. So I'm not sure what the estimated well, day for that is. Yeah. So beginning right. of September, hopefully. But I actually spoke to the lady with the CBD coffee today. So I'm hoping to see her this weekend. So, so it would be next week. Okay. Yeah. Unless you drink yeah. it all. Unless I drink it all. Okay. And I'm That's just cool. mellowed out. Yeah. yeah. 
what it's amazing to me what when things come to the market and what people can fit in other markets because like to me when i thought of cbd i always thought of medical uses for creams and things but then a lot of places are putting in a lot of food and a lot i mean like and it's not marijuana, it's CBD, right. so it's kind of But then a lot of people use it lingually as well because anything you put under your tongue just gets immediately into your system. Um, so, yeah, but this is in coffee. Because I was also reading, Sean, you'd be interested, there's uh, multiple cities. I am interested that you were reading. Uh, multiple <laughs> cities in Texas are inadvertently legalizing marijuana. I saw that headline, but I didn't pursue so it. I, I, didn't have yeah, time to I was reading it. a little about it. Basically, if you don't remember, the hemp laws have been passed in the state of Texas where you can have hemp. But what, So what's happening is there's not a test. The, the official test hasn't been seal of approval by the state of Texas. So mm-hmm. the you know Texas transportation police people and stuff, they don't have a way to test if it's actually hemp or marijuana. So they're just letting people go because it's just easier to do that than actually like take them to jail, send mm-hmm. it out, do all that stuff. So there's not like an on-road test yet. So a lot of people are getting arrested for possession of marijuana, but they're not being charged. Yeah. So uh, until the test comes to the car. You know, I, I get Apparently all Ohio that. Apparently Ohio had a similar thing. But, at, you know, at the same time, look at our medical system. I mean, medically, health-wise, I'm going through a lot, and I don't have health insurance. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's crazy. That, well, I think a lot of people face those uncharted waters mm-hmm. every day and yep. one thing that i've noticed about especially montgomery county there's always options but sometimes they're not like on billboards so you don't know like you right. don't, you're not like oh that's the most obvious thing i've ever heard i need to go that avenue yeah so when you start working with the community and you start noticing and navigating like this community does because we've interviewed a lot of different hospitals and things uh-huh. like that and that's one thing I've noticed is, like, you'll always be taken care of one way or another. Yeah. You just have to find well, it. Well, I might need to talk to you afterwards. So there's, yeah. a, there's a, lot of, a lot of people offer different types of services. Like, one of the – we had this most recent one uh, on Margie's show. is this doctor, personal doctor, you know, you know, personal care. We had that one doctor for their whole life. Now it's in the new age of technology where you pay a monthly fee. Yes. And it's not health care. It's right. not, like, traditional. It's – it's so you talk to your doctor, and right. then she connects you or he connects you, but mm-hmm. you can call and text and yeah. phone. That's you know. one of the things I looked at, and there's a fee for that every yeah. month. And then there's it's a like, major medical Why one. am I in the shower with you? I need you to check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to come in, but I need you to look at that. Yeah, yeah and I think that's great. Um, I've even had people say to me, why don't you go back to England and have this done? Well, that's an option. Pay twelve hundred bucks for a plane ticket, have a surgery over there, and not pay a dime for it, and then come back. I could do that, but I'm not going to. I can't be in England for six weeks, so it's kind of, you know. But back to the, you know, marijuana type thing. There's there's people that have issues, and I just I don't trust anybody anymore. You know, it's you know what I mean. It's it. We pay $32 for one ibuprofen when you go in the hospital. That is daylight robbery. Well, I also think that they don't expect, I think most time when they see you, they don't expect you to pay it. They always feel like everyone has insurance one way or another. Yeah. And but yet you still have everything you're required to pay, whether it's 20% of 
the whole whatever bill. your agreement. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. That's why we need to learn how to steal ID identifications and stuff. Well, let's open one. up the phone lines if anyone wants to chime in on this topic. Okay. Oh, now you're making me do stuff. So yeah. Now uh-huh. you got to work. Okay. Nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. We will take uh, phone calls and stuff like that. We set it up. So there you go. It's open. We're gonna be here for another what? Whenever. A till bit. 11. Yeah. We, so. we we got time. So in this vein of you know being aware of our own mortality and wanting you know a better life and pain free life, uh, the UK Dementia Research Institute has come up with a blood test that can predict whether you'll die within the next 10 years. No now, way. Uh, from, quote, natural like, causes. Is this like the Thanos thing? From natural causes. Yeah, because it can't, you know, a blood test can't determine if, you know, you get hit by a car in the next six or weeks. Or can it? Oh, it? It could. Would you want, now this is early days uh, of this, and of course there are other mitigating factors too. Uh, but it, it, it relies on your genetic markers to say, okay, you're. It, it's kind of like Twenty Three and Me on steroids, you, you know, where well, what's it'll strange break to it me down. about Would that you kind want of to news? know that? Uh-huh. What's strange to me is it's always gonna be bad. So, well, like, no, any way you look at how a positive life is, it's like they're always gonna say you're gonna die. You have a you have a twenty percent chance of dying at forty five, by yeah. forty five. You're like, well, why would I want to know that? Yeah, because you're that's the only result they can give you. They're not gonna say, oh, you're gonna live. Good job. <laughs> but is denial, uh, I mean, is it denial to say, oh, I don't want, would you want to know when you I were? I wouldn't want to know because I think I'd live in fear for that 10 years. See, I'd be the opposite. If, if I was told, Sean, you've got six months or six years or 20 years, to to have that deadline to say, okay, I've got six months to, to make a mark. I've, I've got. Well, six months is a lot five, different. For, yeah, for, for Okay, I've got 12 years. years to make a mark because here's the thing. I woke up one morning, I looked in the mirror, and I realized I was old. You know, once upon a, not that long ago in my personal history, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm young. I got my life ahead of me. And I remember when I was a really small kid, I always thought I would, I was convinced I would die at 53. And I was good with that. It's like, well, that's old. I would have seen the world by then. Well, I just recently turned 54. Yeah. So, and I know I'd like a lot more. You know, there's still thing, things to do. So I wouldn't mind knowing. I, I'm more the guy that instead of knowing when I die, I'd like to be able to read my own obituary. Because that, that should have, like, everything in it. Who huh. I outlived, who I didn't. But it was a long illness. Was it suddenly? Was oh it a jealous gosh. husband? You know, everything's in your obituary. So. You had a jealous husband? Wow. Oh. <laughs> well, you think... Interesting. Uh, you think obituaries I've been known to dive out away? of the occasional window. <laughs> Do you think Facebook and stuff is going to take over the obituaries? Like No. Because I know, like, my grandfather's generation, it was the norm when he passed away to put it in the newspaper. Like, you send it to whatever, you pay money or yeah. whatever. But then, like, my my parents' generation, I have no idea what we'll, like, uh, as the kids, like, what are we going to do? It usually goes on, the the, nur- the nursing home, the funeral home usually has an they account with Legacy.com. And but so what happens you they're, get, not, they're not part of a, a home? You, you can still get a small thing, obituary well, in the newspaper. I'm talking about the habits of the newer generation. I don't think, like, my, for example, my nieces and nephews, I don't think they're going to be inclined to do that. I think they're going to be here's like, oh, right, nice little thing on Facebook. Miss your mom. Here's why, well, I don't think Facebook will or they need to change some stuff and to get personal just for, for a quarter a minute here. So when my sister passed away, her Facebook was set up to where no one could post on her page without, you know, knowing no, her. Yeah, she'd yeah. have to approve it. And so the, the page was memorialized. You know, you send in the death certificate and, and, and proof and stuff like that. And so to where weird. you can choose people to run the website, and that would be 
uh, it was me and her daughter, yeah. my, my niece. So we have full access to her, her, her Facebook her page. Facebook, okay. However, when they memorialize it, it's the settings that it was at the time. So her last post was some political post about... Damn Trump. Yeah, pretty much. And then that's the last thing. I can't post anything. I can't do the... De- so I finally, the only thing I could do is change the cover photo to her headstone to let people know... Oh, wow. She's not here anymore. And I, well, they're working on it. Well, no, I've sent Facebook message after message and saying, listen, I need to be able to change the setting to where I can make a post on her behalf. This is, for right. all intents and purposes, my page now. And like, oh, no, once it's memorialized, you, can, you can't do that. That's the whole purpose of the memorialization. And they didn't give you the option to say, just flick this, you know, virtual switch to where you can make a... Uh, make a post. So that being said, Facebook is nowhere near ready to be able well, to handle. Well, I, I wouldn't say Facebook specifically. I was saying, where do you think people are going to take their grief to? Legacy.com. To let, the, let the people know. Legacy.com. This person passed away. Here's the, the Legacy.com. Oh, is that really a website? Legacy.com. Do you have investments in there? No, like I'm just that? saying that's where you go. That's the new a legacy is the Facebook of obituaries. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you don't really know, especially when you type in the like. Say you have a friend. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine myself when I'm, uh, you know, hopefully ninety or whatever. I can search my friends to see if they're dead or not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, oh, how does okay. that work? How does that? I mean, how do you know? And how do you trust websites? How do you know? And now, now the only way, like, when you look up your your sister, is a headstone. That's the only way you really know. Yeah, that's how I was able to spread the word to everybody on Facebook who just wow. wondered why she suddenly stopped posting. Yeah. Because no one's going to write my obituary in a newspaper. Oh, I'm, no one, I, I no am so writing. Newspaper. I am so writing your obituary, Dick. No. I have to do it now because obviously I'm going <laughs> to die long before you do. So you never know. We, we got our blood work. I'm like, I got like two days. So, so Leo says she wouldn't want to know. What about mm-hmm. you? I mean, I wouldn't really care. But then again, like what would happen though is my brain would find like funnel down to that time. So I'm like, oh, right, I got it. Ten years. Like I got my choices are going to be sped up or I'm going to be very loose with my decision-making. But it doesn't take away from the fact that... Or I'm going to cry and be depressed. And, yeah. But it know. doesn't take away from the fact that I could still leave the studio, you know, cross the street and It'd get be, run over well, by a truck. It would be completely different if, if you're truck. doing this for infants, though. <laughs> the what? It'd be different if you're an infant getting this blood work because everyone's at different stages. Well, no, because those, those health markers won't be there. I mean, it goes beyond just the gen- genetic markers. It goes beyond, you know, your current, you know... So you're saying every time you get blood work... Yeah, it updates. Yeah, this blood will take a snapshot of between your genetic markers and your current health. I feel health. like you can make a dark comedy on this. Oh, if it's not already Monty made. Python, I can see him doing it. Because it's like, oh, if you do 100 push-ups a day, you'll increase that time. And so you yeah. got this this actor's character. It's like that movie that uh, Justin Timberlake was in where you had to line up. About time or something Is like that. Is that what it was? No, there was a loved one that was about time where okay. you, they timed when you're going to meet your... No, True it love. wasn't that. This, this was one, you would die if you didn't stand in line well, and were given something. Time yes. could be purchased. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, okay. it was an interesting movie. Yeah. Mm. But, well, I mean, I, I don't really know, depending on the way the world works. Like, right now, if I could go and pay $10 and it's like, yeah, well, you know, scientifically speaking, you, you could have 10 years. But you could improve. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, that's what right. I'm saying. It puts pressure on your decision-making. Especially like if you're into those kind of things like smoking cigarettes and drinking and things that diminish right. the outcomes of what really how far you could go. To me, it's not it's, it's not a solid proof that I'm going to die in ten years. It's mm-hmm. more of like, oh, like we tell everybody, improve your life, don't eat McDonald's. You know, right. like, okay, cool. 
Yeah, yeah. and also remember, this is not a a hard. If it says, listen, you're, because of your cholesterol count and this and that, you're slated to die in the next ten years. Well, if I go on a keto diet or you know stop stop eating McDonald's, it gives you a chance to extend that, right. you know, for that very purpose. You know, you know what's funny? I speaking about cholesterol, I had my eyes examined and I had it done at Walmart. But at Walmart, the eye doctor that's there, they rent that space, right? It's not like it's a yeah. Walmart doctor. Not, you know. So he actually took pictures of the inside of my eye with this machine. And I've never had it done before and I'm old, right? I've had my eyes checked a lot. I wear progressive glasses. So he pulled it up on a humongous screen and you could see all the little veiny things in my eyes. And he goes, well, your eyes look great. He said, the one thing I am seeing is... I'm seeing a white ring of calcium around the edge of your eye. CBD he goes, coffee. nah, I have not enough. He goes, and it that's cholesterol. He, he said, have you heard that before? I'm like, no, no one's ever told me that. And he goes, I'm just going to recommend. He goes, it could be genetic. You could have had it your whole life. He goes, but I'm just going to recommend you do get your cholesterol checked. So I was at the doctor's a couple weeks back, had blood work done. And my cholesterol was slightly elevated, but nothing to really worry about. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because it's never been. My cholesterol's always, everything's always been fine. So I was like, that is crazy to think that you hold calcium in your eye, that a doctor can see that. So, yeah, so now I'm like, okay, oatmeal for breakfast, you know, <laughs> it's just. Not that steel-cut oatmeal. It's, yeah. Mrs. Skippy went through that phase for a while, and I. What's steel-cut? It's, 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 it's horrible. Better, it's, no, it's not. It tastes it like. It does it not. It tastes like styrofoam mixed with cardboard mixed with does dog not, poop. Does well, not, does not. steel-cut? Steel-cut, it still has the hull on the outside of it where the flat, Regular oatmeal is not as good for you. It it's just the goodness is stripped away. It's yeah, like her, having an apple without the skin. The skin like a banana is, is, without the skin. Nah, you don't want that. But <laughs> I'm not? just saying, it's steel cut. They take half an hour to cook on the stove. But what I do is I cook it with milk, keep a big thing of it in the fridge in a Tupperware container, and then I scoop out half a cup a day, put it in a bowl, add some milk or heavy cream. But I will spice rum. I, no, I will top it with dried cherries. And I put it in the microwave, zap it, mix it up. It's really good. I've always liked steel cut oats though because I was raised that way, not on the the instant oatmeal or none of that stuff. But they're better for you because they've got all the goodness in them. So there's okay. different choices you can make that are better. And like parboiled rice, that still has that coating on it that regular rice it's stripped away from so parboiled rice is allowed on on low carb diets so not keto but low carb mm. so yeah there's there's a lot you just make small adjustments in what you eat it, it can make a difference so yeah. so eat Should whole have been carrots a dietitian. not the baby carrots what oh because they're all the skin is gone oh, that i've not heard about there was a time I ate carrots every day, and I actually did go somewhat orange. Right. That actually happens. Yeah, it does. And I didn't believe it. But every day, I would have like a nice plate of carrots and ranch dip. This was years ago, and I was still living in Michigan. And eat, my kids were like, Mom, you look funny. I mean, it was after a couple of months, and I'm like, what? You know. And then I really paid attention to it. 
crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, they called me Tiger, and then the yellow finally went away. And... <laughs> yeah, she got it. I, I did a similar thing with uh, pink Oreos. <laughs> pink Oreos? Pink yeah, Oreos? I, was, I read that if you eat enough Oreos, or the pink, you know, the Easter ones. Okay. Your stool will turn pink. Did it? No, because you had like I found out you had to eat like twelve sleeves, and I'm like, there's no way I'm eating twelve oh, sleeves. Oh yeah, of, and I can't believe that story came out because right? someone ate twelve sleeves of Oreo. Like who could just eat, to see? Like in one in one development, you know, well, one one body cycle. All of that like came out. Well, I'm saying in one body cycle, someone ate twelve sleeves of Oreos. And you're hardcore, Dick. The worst the worst I ever did was you know try to turn my tongue blue with a icy, you know, blueberry oh, icy. So yeah. you know that's that's as far as I was willing to go. You just do it with a popsicle. With or a popsicle. That's not hard. You just, you just sit there. And... But in the seventies, we had we'd go to Sears, and they would sell ices okay. and popcorn in the automotive department of Sears. That's probably why they failed. Oh. That's why they're why they're a failed company. No, they they got rid of that. They got rid of the popcorn and the ices, and that's why they failed. Yeah, that's why they, yeah they're fa- failed. Was it free? I was don't it believe a so. Giveaway because you were waiting. I don't know. I don't believe so because you 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 know you'd like. It was to get you into the automotive department, right? But so they'd have people coming from all over to their uh, memory the serves. Smell. Yeah, of the popcorn. You smell. get the popcorn smells like, whoa, this is salty popcorn. If only something would wash it down. Look, an icy. Ah, okay. So there's, there's so many smells that it's funny how the olfactory senses can can take you back. I mean, I can yep. smell popcorn and go back to the old days of Sears. Uh, nothing to me smells like the old mimeograph ink. Uh huh. And I, I still say that's why. It's a big problem with our education system here. It's when I was a kid, we would love test day because they'd run the test off the mimeographs and we'd just snort the ink. It was just such a wonderful <laughs> smell, that purple ink. So we look so we want tests. Nowadays with Xeroxing, you don't you don't right. get that smell. You don't want to test. I'm telling you, bring That's back so mimeographs funny. and test scores will just skyrocket. Do you remember when there was a pencil holder on the wall in the in the classroom? Yeah, and the, and and the, the grind one. You used to one. have to go up there and, and do it. I mean, kids don't know what they're missing out on with all this technology. It's the smells of a fresh cut pencil. Mm-hmm. I love that. Again, a smell and, that I can... Sharpen a pencil, smell mm-hmm. it, and I'm back in yes. Sullivan Elementary School. Yeah, Dick's looking at us like, "Oh my gosh, you guys!" <laughs> and this was a this was a crank uh, pencil sharpener. And you had to I, raise I had your hand so the teacher would like you'd say, "I need to sharpen my pencil," and you'd go up. And in England, we couldn't write with a pen until your cursive was perfect with a pencil. Yeah, we had to use and a fountain then, pen. We couldn't. Uh huh. We had to put the ink in it, mm-hmm. and oh my! And you had blotter paper. To dry it. I mean, kids don't know nothing nowadays. The Crazy. day the gel pen came out in England was, it just changed the world because we were allowed to stop using our fountain. But we had to, you know, we get our annual fountain pen and, and the ink and the inside of our coat sleeves was stained slightly blue because yeah. that's how you'd wipe yeah. off the, the spilled ink. Uh-huh. Yeah. We were a quarter step away from a quill pen. It was awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, when I think about that, I mean, that was just great. Yeah. The Geriatric Hour yeah. brought to you by I Skippy know, and Leo Mornings with Lone Star. No, good times, yeah. good memories, but great just, memories. Yeah, you know, get on the phone lines. You know, if you if there's a smell that takes you back to the old days, try to keep it clean. Uh, let <laughs> us know. 832, yeah, remind me that uh, Zenbat went. That's all I know. What's the number? 936-228-9368. Ah, so. Yeah, no, that was awesome. 
but we're actually uh, going to be bringing back our frozen drink machine. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we first opened, we had that machine yeah, that, I do. that spins? So we're bringing that back, and we're going to put um, the Otto's root beer in it. That's one thing I want to tell people about. If you haven't been to Bean Punk Coffee yet, the sodas that they sell mm -hmm. is Otto's. We have Otto's. And what's the other one? Uh, we have um, Stubborn. Stubborn. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. And that's Stubborn the is Fountain. That's the fountain drinks, and yes. that's with the original like cane sugar, yes. and it's yep. you can taste no high fructose the corn difference. syrup. There's no artificial flavors, colors. It's all. I natural. drink a cup of that, and I go back to the old days yes. of original. You should Coke have a float stuff. with the root beer. Mm -hmm. Oh my we, gosh, it's amazing. Them. Here on the air. It's yeah, we so did. Good. That's right, we did. Uh, we had yeah. autos in here with the the ice cream. I yeah. that was a good day. Yeah, Bill's awesome, and you know, Bill spoke to me about you know, hey, we need to do something. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we're gonna be having the root beer, and then uh, I'm not sure what we'll put in the other side. You know, probably CBD. the grape. He's grape soda. CBD. CBD. Well, no, I know that at Whataburger they got that Dr Pepper uh, a milkshake going. Uh, I'm, I'm in and out. Sorry. No, Dr. Uh, uh, Whataburger has one, too. I don't like Whataburger. In and out. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I'm an in and out girl. Sorry. Okay. Well, then those, well, we don't have an in and out down the street. Ah, there's one uh, in Willowbrook Mall area. Is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's open yet, but they're building it. It's right near Willowbrook Mall. So they, they have the same thing, the Dr. Pepper? No, I'm just, float. when you said Whataburger, oh, okay. my head, I said in and out. I'm sorry just for like comparing politics. you. Yeah. Just like politics, man. Everyone has to have a side when it comes to that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, Leo and Skip, you're going to have the, the Whataburger V uh, in and out Smackdown, yeah. the mm -hmm. cage match uh, at some point. But they have a milkshake in Jello. Dr. Pepper. Don't tell our spouses. Oh, in Jello, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that went over his head. I think. Well, I was thinking. I heard the British accent say Jello, and I'm thinking I went to Jelly, which of oh, course, yeah, 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 is yeah. Jello in England. Yeah. So when I was telling people I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I got a lot of weird looks because they thought I was having peanut butter and Jello. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I definitely a, there's a lot of words over there that can get you in trouble. Oh yeah, I remember in biology class when we had a test coming up, and uh, Master Washington said, uh, "Bring your rubber because anyone can make yep. a mistake." It was a pencil eraser. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I asked at Kmart when we moved to Michigan at the service desk where the rubbers were. And I was 16 when I moved here. So I looked young. <laughs> and they looked at me and she goes, they're in the pharmacy. And I thought, what would rubbers be doing in the pharmacy? <laughs> and I go over there. And then I had to ask the pharmacist, where are the rubbers? And she looked at me. I'll and never forget And she pointed you to cases. the Johnnies. She did. And I was like. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I need. You know, it goes on the edge of a pencil so you can rub out mistakes. And then she got what I was asking. And okay. then Leo made the fatal mistake of asking where the napkins were. Oh, well, yeah. Are those tampons? Or yeah, something? in yeah. sanitary napkins. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome when you talk to people that way, though, because mm. they look at you like, what? There, there is a great divide in the... I actually have a British-American... Dictionary. It's half joking, but it's also very. There are some words that you just really need to know the difference yeah. between. Yeah. So yeah. No. Hopefully that. You can Google them too. You can Google it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder mean. now with the online policing, when you're using words out of context, how many people are going to get in trouble? Well, I was the, I was the guy that I, I told you like last week's uh, a news source posted. Um, uh, uh, on Facebook, and I had to point out that they were talking about, yes, it's going to happen on October the 2nd. Oh, it said many artists will be 
uh, signing up for this. So I pointed out, well, you may want to pluralize artist to artist. And they said, thank you. And then I read farther on and uh, read further on and saw that it said, and it will happen on October 2nd at, at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I'd say October 2nd will still be in daylight saving time. So it'll be CDT, not CST. And I realized I'm that. You're I'm that, that jackass. I'm yeah. that person who, and Channel 13. You're that napkin. Yes, <laughs> I'm that napkin. Head. And so Channel 13 had this this kind of, uh, not a, when I say uh, an overblown news story, not a fake news story, but it's like, there are some that believe that when y'all go to here, this happens, and they spelled y'all wrong. They put the posture in the wrong place. So I responded, there are some that believe that you need an editor to tell you how to spell y'all. And I got a lot of likes on that one. Uh huh. Yeah, That's so. kind of what Jason does. Yeah. He's that kind uh, of person. Well, it is. Okay. Not kind of. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. is yeah. what he does. What, it's uh, it's we, how we roll. We got a uh, listener on Facebook asking, do you have organic soda? Still? Organic? Well, Did I ever have organic? Well, well, what counts as organic? Because I would believe that for the most part, the stubborn would be because they use cane sugar. Yeah. Everything, every, look up um, stubborn soda. It's a Pepsi product, and look up that and see. Uh, Sean's gonna look it up, I think. Um, yeah, I got this. You go. You just keep listening to it. Okay, so it's made with organic cane sugar. Yeah. So I I know that, but would that classify it as organic? I'm not I mean, sure. Um, yeah. Well, that's the problem. People say like, "Oh, there are chemicals in this." Well, there are chemicals in every aspect of life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And GMO. Well, I actually saw seedless grapes being advertised as GMO, um, non-GMO. And, of course, to have a seed of this grape, you have to genetically modify it. So there's nothing wrong necessarily with genetically modifying. That's why we have corn the size we do. That's why we have dwarf wheat that and saved Africa. That's yeah. why we have football Large. players that are like oh, right? eight, foot, eight feet yeah. tall, 350 pounds, but and can I, run. It's, it's all natural. There's no artificial colors or flavors. So that's why I went with this instead of, instead of Coke. Yeah. Um, I wanted something different. I mean, why have what everybody else has? Well, that's what amazes has. me. Like, you say it's a Pepsi product. It is a Pepsi well, product. They own it, it, well, they own it's kind of funny. It's funny to me that a, a soda pop company would have another division of soda that's yeah. marketed as, oh, this is more right. naturally because made. Because there's than a our need product. for it, mm-hmm. you know? But I think Stubborn was its own, and Pepsi purchased Stubborn to be under the Dr. Pepsi Pepper umbrella. Used to have, depending on where you lived, if I remember this correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, they they had the cane sugar Dr Pepper. Yes, but it was well, only you can get them. it's only located in certain areas. Yeah, and th- uh, they're reselling those now. According yeah. to the StubbornSoda.com website, our sodas are made with no artificial sweeteners except for one. Uh, they have a zero sugar one that they put the in the Caleb's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No artificial colors and no high fructose corn syrup. We also use natural flavors and fair trade certified cane sugar. Oh, fair trade. I apologize. So. Depending on how you define organic, to me that's organic. However, everything that's physical in the world is organic. Hmm. I mean, it's that's what it is. It's it's a material. Yeah. Okay. So so okay. depending on how you define it, I would say it's as organic as you can get. Tastes yeah. good. How about that? I am gonna yeah. be like we used to carry um uh bio um shoot, can't even bio city bucha. Um, and we're going to be getting that back. And he actually now has a CBD butcher. So, of course, that one will be more because of the ingredient that's in it. Are they going to make CBD napkins? 
Well, you well, get the you, contact high you're off. You're gonna it. eat it. By the way, someone said that they're trying to call the contact line, but the yeah, no, I, I, put, I put the phone over here in front of me. Okay. Yeah. So try again. But anyway, yeah. So. There's a lot of stuff going on, being punk. There is. I like it. There is. Yeah, we have an art show coming up the last Friday of the month. Well, it's something that um, Bean Punk has tended to do was support the local arts as well as just serve coffee. So, uh, what, yeah. sandwiches. T- well, talk to me about the, uh, you say you have an art thing coming up? We have an art show coming up. It's on our event page. I apologize because I don't remember who that artist is. I can have a look while I'm sitting here. Um, but the first Friday of every month, we have a a new artist Has come the Connor Art League Mafia come over to you and be like, hey, guys, you cannot be doing the first Friday? You know what? They do it on that same day. Um, so they, do they give you any flack for it? Why would they give me flack? I don't know. They have a better artist. Oh. Like an so, art cage match? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an artist called John Bishop. He is actually from Houston, and he he has hundreds of artists that are in Sawyer Yards, downtown Houston. Have you ever been there? Mm-mm. We need to do that one weekend. They have a nighttime outdoor market. They have music. There's breweries down there, probably. And there's all these little shops, and they're all local artists. It all supports local artists. So John Bishop is one of the guys that um, that he is a part of that. And the guy we have in here now is one of his artists as well. So John will be So that's on the first? It's on September the 6th. First Friday. First Friday of every month. And, and the art, whole month, you can go check out the artist. Yes, the art stays up. It's for sale, um, and you can buy it and take it. I have it. bought several art pieces, by the way, you, especially in yes. your previous location. Because yeah. oh, remember, once upon a time, we had that, that window through, yeah. and there were just some art pieces that called out to me. I, in my office, I have hanging at least half a dozen pieces that I bought Aww. Well, we from thank you. Beanpunk. The artists thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm yeah. all about that. Mm-hmm. I, I buy local, local whenever possible, and uh, lo- especially local art. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's just important to do instead of going to Kirkland's and buying a picture to hang on your wall. You know, support somebody What's that... Kirkland's? It's a home decor It's kind of like a Michael's home... You keep the picture that's in the frame and you hang it on the wall? Yeah, you, well, get, they, really they you, get, you get the pretty family from the stock yeah, photos. And just yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Or, I was like, well, or people there's do flowers that. or there's just abstract or whatever, you know, and people just go buy art... You know, that's manufactured art and they hang it in their house. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's nice to have unique pieces that you're not going to see again that are a conversation piece. And you've helped support a local artist, you know. So it's important to support small business. I preach that. Yeah, so support it today by going to Beanpunk Coffee in downtown Conroe. It's right (laughs) next to... uh, it, it's 105 and Main Street. Yes. And we are we're next to an attorney's office, but we're oh, just surprise. we're a couple of doors down from Mimi's Mimi's. Yeah, Mimi's. Yeah, Will Metcalf used to be right down there, and then he portrayed downtown and moved to uh the White House over here on 105, the Fear of Texas Bank place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I don't have to this. I mean, when we're off the air, I'm, I'm running out of bean pan coffee in here. I'm going to go for another cup. It's, it's really good. I mean, I know you're a sponsor and, you know, 
we're not pimping you when it's out. I really well, like the coffee here. I haven't been on here, here a long time. Yeah. For a long time. I really it's like the like coffee I'm here. It's not like I'm always in here. And it's a great, you walk in, it's very artistic. Uh, I, I love the decorations you put on that jukebox. I, I don't put, know how that happened, well, but that's just beautiful. Well, I know it's amazing. Best piece in there. Um, I hung the steampunk skull today, the big, the longhorn that I have, and that's right above the espresso machine. So when you stand in at the register, you're seeing that now. I still have things to do. Man, you know? I, I would be doing a lot more nails or screws in there because that thing falls down. No, that you it have was, a pancake espresso was, machine. Well, yeah. I, if it was it's me, it's I'd industrial. Be, I, I can't hang for anything. Th things fall down when I put them up on walls, so I'm sure you're much better at that than I am. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. All oh, right. definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. again, Bean Punk Coffee, guys. Uh, keto sweets coming September. Yes. CBD coffee coming Come September. In, yep. And then we and have what's your location again? Give, give the address we so people know. We are at 330 North Main Street. We are directly across from the courthouse now. So come see us. We're actually nine doors down from where we used to be. And we'll be having a six-year party this year. Six years already. Six years. Awesome. Well, yeah. Leo, thanks for coming in. No, thanks for having me. And uh, folks, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be here Friday morning at 9 a.m. live. Uh, right now, we don't have anything scheduled as a guest, so if you're interested in being a guest, dickandskippy at gmail.com for our 10 o'clock slot. Uh, you can always watch our archives of our show on podcasts and iTunes, Google Play, and then facebook.com slash dickandskippy, and, of course, YouTube, our YouTube channel, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We will see you guys Friday morning. Yoo-hoo!